This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Rising Sun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the beautiful, sculpted, too-good-to-be-true Vitruvian Manitou himself, Justin Whitehouse. How's it going, sir? Man, it's going all right. It's going. It's cold over here. Are you chopping broccoli? Well, Dana Carvey reference. What? 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 What, what had you? Uh, I don't know why I said it. Going I there, regret it already. Maybe the first thing that made him kind of famous. Maybe that was the Church Lady. I don't know. One of the two started America's love affair with one Dana Carvey. Oh, I think you're gonna say it started America's love affair with cross dressing. Well, well anyway, what's going on in your world, man? Like I said, it's cold out there. You, you know, it's kind of. I was out tonight. It was a little chilly. Working. Nothing too exciting. I've been what? Been catching up on um, some movies. I finally saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, right before it won all the Oscars, uh, I'm going to watch Women Talking, which is on Amazon, which you rented, and I told you. <laughs> of course. You rented it, and it's immediately on Amazon as soon as you rent it. I have a superpower, and it sucks. <laughs> I rent things when they're free. Hardly so free. You... By the way, Amazon Prime, hardly free. I know, I know. Uh, what about you? How, how's it going in your your neck of the woods? I mean, I'm fine, man. You know, getting ready for the old probing on Friday. And then yeah, you got that. You got the the benchmarker coming up. The the milestone. The the invasive procedure to make sure everything's okay in there. Yeah, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be knocked out, and people are gonna be rooting around in my drawers. I'm are gonna you, come. I'm gonna come out, and I'm gonna watch him uh, finishing his martini. Colonoscopy. Now, are you gonna imagine as you as you start to go under for this procedure that you that you're seeing the grays hovering over you, kind of. Uh, Rubbing their little four-fingered hands together, you know? And then, Can't wait for and, this. And then the doctor, I wake up to a disturbed doctor, pissed off with his arms crossed, saying, well, we weren't able to do it because you had a massive boner. We could not work with that thing. What were you thinking about as we put you under? Were you thinking about Travis Walton? God damn it. Caught me. wonder if Caught me gray-handed. <laughs> when Travis Walton gets wheeled in for that procedure, does this... Are his hands behind his head like he's just relaxing? He's like on a beach? Like, right. no problem. I walk in the park for me. This is... Yeah, just Thursday yeah, for me. Yeah, the aliens get up in there on the reg. Yeah, yeah they... <laughs> aliens. I'll give Travis Walton... Well. I don't give him a lot of credit because I think he's sort of a, a weirdo yeah. hick, you know? But I think I'll give him some credit is that he was able mm-hmm. to actually stave off an abduction once. 
Was he? Yeah. Like, you know, it was like his 17th time. He told the aliens it's his period, and they just dropped him back. We'll be back. What a great tactic. Yeah, he, they didn't understand human. They, they didn't get it. They but knew he, that he those were to... those were dangerous words. He didn't understand, they didn't understand the logistics. Yeah, they heard, they knew it was something about it, so they left him alone. And then they did their research. Well, they, yeah, they created the Walton, internet. Man. Is Travis Walton, he wasn't many times abducted like our personal hero, Whitley Stryber. Got, like, isn't Whitley Stryber re-abducted I mean, yeah. all the time? I thought Travis Walton was too, but definitely uh, the black sheep in that Walmart family, for sure. What? Travis. Like, his grandfather founded Walmart and was like, what the actual son, you know, can you tell your kids to not be abducted by aliens and lie, lie their ass off? Trying to open up the same... to some kind of Walmart port? Is he making this up? Well, Sam Walton created Walmart. I'm assuming they're related. Well, that's a Zoom. That's a super Zoom. I want to skip over to Whitley, though, because Whitley is... I love that he is abducted every few months. Right. You know? And they just like him so much. They need to keep pulling yeah. him back up there. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about his, his person that makes him so attractive and so uh, interesting to the alien races? I think he's irresistible. I mean, yeah. we, we know it. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps he might... They might be like a tongue and groove fit with him and one of the aliens. I like I like the cut of your jib, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you don't provide any sort of you know resistance at this point. I mean, they fucked up because they they're trying to remain undercover. They abducted like an author that keeps writing books about them. You know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to keep it on the down low, man. Stop. But I guess they figured that no one believes them. He took the old adage, right? Which you know, seriously, because he knows, man. He is. Yeah, he's up there. I like to think that every once in a while, while you're sleeping, you know, you're you're kind of dreaming, you're you're resting for the next day. Travis, uh, not not Travis Walton, but Whitley Stryber's up there, hundreds of thousands of feet into space, zooming around, you mm-hmm. know, bouncing off the ship walls, asking where the alien bathrooms are, like he doesn't know, you know. At this point, he's just trying to make sure that the, that he's getting sky miles, you know. Because there's a there's a lounge chair in his future that he's got his eye on, and he wants the aliens to come, you know, come pay for that with their with a gift certificate from space. At least they know. can. Do. I used to, that used to be a huge fear of mine, getting abducted when I was a kid. I I was scared of that. Replace you know? the word fear with dream, and you got me. <laughs> I was scared of aliens materializing in my room. I thought that was going to happen. Replace scared with hopeful. <laughs> yeah, that frightened me. But what? you were actually all about it. You wanted to see an alien. 100%. I'm willing to take a loss for the team. I just want to know they're real. I want to know they're here. I want to know they have bad ideas and they mean very mean against America and the world. I've I've changed. I'd, I would love to see. I would love to know that they're real. I would be excited if a UFO uh, was real. Uh, if it was an identified flying object. I would be so excited if that happened. I, would I don't be, want them to be mean. I mean... How would you not be mean if you're an alien? Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, look, we have so many colored luggage. You know, there's so many things we're doing wrong. I mean, people, you know, there's there's <laughs> coffee shops next to coffee shops. Aliens are like, what the fuck? And the, the thing that scares me is that I will eventually see an alien, and it'll be followed immediately by a very bright light, and that's the last thing that will ever happen. But it's a risk I'm willing to take. I don't think it'd be scary. You get zooped off into space, you know, and then they start dissecting you i don't think that might be honestly what i I think it's more going to be like this they're not going to take us to space they're going to reveal that they've constructed everything around us as a 
petri dish of sorts, and then they pulled the rug out. Said, "Look, we're we're fucking. You know, you know, like the next gen hardware has arrived. We're done. You know, we're upgrading. You're the PS one, bitch." And I'd be like, the first thing I'd say to them is like, "Wait, are you trying to tell me that Rising Sun isn't real?" Yes, it was all part of the programming. It explains an awful lot. The movie Microscope isn't real. They're like, we we've cre- we created the microscope. I think it would be funny if they said that's the one thing we didn't make. And we're furious about it. <laughs> we thought this this the programming was foolproof, but you found a glitch, and look what you've done. And and then you These did wavelengths, which started... was our, one of our first pieces of propaganda. Carradine, Robert Carradine in this, penning his own songs in that movie, right? Didn't he have some originals in wavelength? Of course, he gave his songs, he gave his art to wavelength, the neck. <laughs> and, and we're better because of it. He's made us better as a species. We are unchanged because of it. <laughs> No effect. It's it's zero. It's zero effect. It's like the same. It's the same thing as as like throwing that like a yogurt top into the garbage can. It's like the same, you know, like the same effect. Robert so, Carradine's song had on. So the aliens are staring at all this code up on the screen, just going past at a million miles an hour wavelength. Mm-hmm. Robert's song goes by, and uh, just in in alien language, the words placebo dropped. What? Carradine created a bag of water <laughs> yeah he was he fashions himself i think he we we dug in on that episode and he does have some music that he's released right like he has albums i think i, I i've proven that that doesn't mean anything what are you talking about you you have a passion for it so does he i know but it's 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 I'm, it's a very similar experience where just because you create music and put it out there doesn't mean you're uh i know i'm just saying look you have a passion for it. you guys have good stuff good songs i think i don't know much of robert carradine's material but what i've heard ain't so hot nick well he is that he's the worst kind of person holding a guitar is he because they're using it strictly as a spanish fly they're trying to lure yeah the opposite sex or maybe the same sex who knows but they're trying to lure something across the room into their penis into their nethers. I look. I don't know why he does it. Have you looked? You know, and maybe Robert. There's a chance that Robert Carradine's out there, super cool. You know, and that we love him. If I got to know him, and if I started to love him, I'd be like, you know what? Throw me a couple of those albums. Try those out, Robert Carradine. And you'll and probably and, like them. And then you'll intentionally mention a format that you no longer support. I'll take those on single, Rob. <laughs> on the show we call the movie Microscope. That's right, folks. <clears throat> the show we're zooming. We drag and spank until the room spins. We stretch the midday panties. We check the Lord's luggage for a spliff. We start a forest fire with incest. We kick rocks, man. We like really kick them until our feet break and we collapse dead and buried. We loudly unwrap a peppermint at the governor's ball. Crank it off like Neptune himself. Squeeze a hedgehog into an alarm clock. Get all buff and jacked up and then die in the street. Watch a movie through a set of weirdo industrial eyes. Eyes that have been cascaded through pyramids of space firecrackers of knowledge and lit at both ends and licked until the sky falls see what makes or breaks share with the likes of you the listeners so if we were talking about passed away we can talk about the scene where bob hoskins demands that his father wear a sibian at the funeral talk about the little moments today's feature is loaded with him justin you're talking about passed away bob is bob hoskins play a ghost a spirit no he i if, I mean, this movie is old as shit, but I remember an old, a great old actor dies and his family goes to, uh, it's a his funeral. And I think Bob Hoskins yeah. is the star. It's called Passed Away. Yeah. 
It's, it's like, it. Is it like Hal Holbrook or uh, Kirk Douglas Jack or Warden? Jack Warden? Jack Warden. Jack Warden, one of the best. Oh, my God, Nick. Mm. Did you say this movie on purpose? Do I William ever? William Peterson's in it. William Peterson's in it. Our William Peterson. Is there any other? Yes. How have we never Peterson. talked about it when we talked about him? You is got he, he's got a, he's probably a tiny part, right? He's probably like... His no, he's the third build, at least on IMDb. Oh Jack my. Warden, William Peterson. Our, it's the, like the William Peterson. Yep. Oh well. Okay, we have okay, we have to, we have to do it. We have to do it. Playing Frank Scanlon in this. Who else is in it? I know is it my is it Bob Hoskins? Yes. Tim Curry. Maureen Stapleton. We talked about her before. Peter Riger. Johnny Dangerously. Blair Brown. Wow, it's like loaded. Pamela Reed. Yeah. Cadillac Man. Diana Bellamy as BJ. All right. So you know, I didn't know this. Know we went over and Don and Don Brockett as Froggy. We went yeah, through we William L's filmography on this show and this movie did not come up it's very strange that we don't know about it we're doing it is it available i don't know passed away streaming it's got to be jack warden's great too jesus he's Christ. still around i fucking still, backed into a masterpiece what the fuck it's available to rent on apple is peterson not on the poster yeah somehow? see i this it, there might be a mistake there's no way william l's in this thing he's on. he's in it because he's on the poster they have him listed but he's not his nancy travis in there too there's a bunch of heads peering into a grave and the poster? There's no way he's he, the, I mean. I hope he's not the one that died. No, I thought it's the, like the, the old man that dies. That's like the whole point of the. Uh... Bob Hoskins, Blair Brown, Tim Curry, Francis McDormand, William Peterson, Pamela Reed. More. Yeah, we got this. It's on, it's rentable everywhere. And I love Peter Riegert so much. I thought it was Riegert. I thought it was Riegert. You're probably right. I'm never going to write. All right. What about this one, though? What oh, about. Hold on a second. Rising Sun. Hold on a second. So it's 379 everywhere and i don't see you're right i don't see his face on the post Mm-mm. but i don't see jack warden's either so he must be in the hole yeah man so what's your relationship with rising sun it's not a good one <laughs> i think i read the book i hated it wow because i kind of like Crichton. i read jurassic park i probably i read andromeda strain i i kind of had like a little period of time where i was reading his works i thought this was trash and then i saw the film and I did not like the movie. That's what I remember about it, Nick. I remember Sean Connery's in it. I knew Wesley Snipes was in it. I just thought it wasn't very good. That's all I know. Haven't really thought about it since. What about you? I read the book because I was a big Michael Crichton guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember being very excited about the movie. And mm-hmm. then I found the movie. If I, I remember not hating the movie, but feeling like it was slow. And I don't know if I revisited it. I may have seen it on video, too. I saw it in the theater, but right. I think I may have saw it on video as well. i got to be honest. I didn't realize what I'd been missing all these years. Directed by Philip Kaufman. And what's he known for? The Right Stuff, Unbearable Lightness of Being. I think he did Henry and June. Incredible pedigree. Body sna- uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Did the... he? Did he do Henry and June? Oh look, he did. Uh, but he did. Uh, he did one sexy movie. I remember that. Did a uh, sexy ass movie. He did Quills. Good movie. Which got a lot of praise. Henry and June. He did do that. Okay. Good. Right Stuff. He did The Wanderers, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Wanderers, um, a movie that was on HBO every day, it seemed like. But he's also known for having a hand uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. I believe and, that he has a credit on a lot of the indie movies. Yes. Kind of a good filmmaker. You know, certainly has great films. Um, and even Quills, I think, after this showed a lot of skill behind the camera. But this movie, I feel, is pretty boilerplate. Like, it's it's kind of TV movie-ish in a way. Sometimes. It's kind of flat, but I'm not trying to criticize it too hard because I know you're a huge fan. I am now. I love <laughs> it's a wild. It. It's a wild movie. I loved watching it. It, it feels lost to time for sure. Don't you think so? It feels found. 
This movie's Ain't found no it. one talking about Rising Sun. Movie's Ain't found no as, one. Found as fuck. Came out the same year so, as Jurassic Park, which this slightly overshadowed. <laughs> I know he had a doozy of a year. Now I don't know much about Michael Crichton. Other, you know, I know what he wrote. I know I like some of his work. Long Coffin. He was a tall man. I'll tell you that um, about him. But he, um, according to the trivia, he walked from this adaptation because Philip Kaufman decided to. Um, cast Wesley Snipes who is an African-American and he wrote a white lead character apparently that made him angry enough to leave the project so that just tells me one thing Michael Crichton is a piece of shit you know <laughs> he sucks <laughs> I mean Snipes is great later Blade this is pre-Blade it's a super zoom but Snipes has kind of always been a pretty good actor in things he's kind of lost now is he is he back officially I don't think so. Is he still stumbling around a little bit in the films? Yeah, I think he's done. He does his little body shot thing that is so cute in this movie. I forgot. What does he do? That thing where he punches people a lot in the in the body really fast. Yeah. It's the cutest thing. I think he well, does he, it at the end, quite a few times. At the end, what cracks me up about this movie a little bit is at the end, the whole time he's kind of lost because the movie is very steeped in like Japanese culture or what Michael Crichton thinks Japanese culture is, I guess. And um, Wesley Snipes is a kind of, you know, Sean Connery is a guy that that knows so much about Japan and Wesley Snipes doesn't. And then he acts like the whole time he's like, what's going on with these these folks? Like, I don't understand. And then he busts out crazy martial arts at the end. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, was he even saving this? By the way, unnecessary martial arts. <laughs> I mean, Connery, who who has a, uh, he's got a, a fascination with, with Japan. When it's time for him to fight, he's doing like mystic, Sleeper he's got touches. He's got very tiring hands. They make everyone go to sleep all around. <laughs> very tiring. It's like, Sean, can you throw a punch? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll touch him with my finger and make him go to sleep. All right, good enough. They, uh, they did not do any research into how long it takes to put somebody to sleep. They also didn't do any research on how long it takes to choke someone to death. Here's the thing. I think Connery was... They do a sound effect like whenever he's putting people to sleep. They do a sound effect like he might be injecting something in their neck. Did you notice that? I did not. But it does look like he's touching them to sleep. He's touching them to um, sleep. There's no way he's injecting. I hope he's touching them to sleep. He's touching All them right, to so sleep. Let, but first, let me yeah. say this. I've thought that Philip Kaufman was dead forever. Mm -hmm. And he is still like really walking on the earth right now. He's out there? Both feet, gravity holding him tight. How is this COVID? Well, with that last name, probably not good. <laughs> see a british guy he looks it his movies feel it born in chicago never mind he's he's from America's michael mann's village nice you know it said it was produced by another like uh reginald kaufman i wonder if that's his brother or something there's no way reginald, reginald kaufman's still alive I peter think. kaufman or something you know i guarantee he's dead 86 years old and his son is peter kaufman Let's look him up. No way he's alive. 63 years young. Zoom in a little harder. Keep zooming in. And she is the daughter of, like, so he's married to the daughter of Nancy Pelosi. Look at this. What? Look, how, look at these zooms. Where else can you hear that Philip Kaufman's son <laughs> is married to Nancy Pelosi's daughter? Where else? What other podcast can give you this info that Wikipedia could easily give you? You know, and then you'd go, oh, now we get it on forever recorded. Who's in this movie, Nick? Well, first, let me say you're right. It is Christine Pelosi is related to him. I just want to know what what Thanksgiving must be like, where Nancy Pelosi strolls in. Mm -hmm. Does 
was he injecting them or was he sleeping them with his fingers? Nancy, take your fucking coat off. Get in the house. Get in the house before you start with the question. I told you last time. I'm not answering it. It's up for interpretation. I like the viewer to so just give me a little taste. Just give me something. Okay, so Philip who's Kaufman. in the film? Kerry yeah. Hiroki Tagawa. Your favorite in this. I am in love with the man. Mm-hmm. And I used to hate him. Why? Because he was in bad, bad movies. He was. I hated Mortal this. Kombat. I did not like Showdown in Little Tokyo, despite the fact that there is a very strange penis conversation in that movie. Very strange. You tell. Very you do tell. So, obviously, Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren. This is a movie that was made for me. And there's a scene, and I, I'm paraphrasing. I saw it in the theater and I have not seen it since. We'll do it on the show soon because it has Kerry Hiroki Tagawa and it also has people having sushi eaten off their naked bodies. But if I'm not mistaken, there's a line where Brandon Lee just takes Dolph aside and says, you have the biggest penis I've ever seen on a man. What? Yeah. Who said this? Brandon Lee to Dolph Lundgren. Did Dolph Lundgren write the script? It was at the peak of his stardom. I think he was the lead, so I wouldn't be surprised if his ego did write a check his penis couldn't cash. You have the biggest penis I've seen on a man. And so the Brendan he says that to Dolph. Brandon Lee said that and then was Brandon. rewarded by a stunt man on the set of the crow for his troubles. Jesus. I don't I don't remember seeing this movie. I definitely don't remember hearing about that. We need but to it do sounds it. like we need to do yeah, it. Sounds- but Kerry Hiroki Tagawa's in it. And and yes, I, I did not like him in the nineties. And then I saw this movie and he was a an absolute bowling ball of charisma coming at me hard and fast. He's a delight in this, you're correct. He lights up the screen for a while and then he gets off screen killed in a weird way. In a weird way in the and in a movie that has no problem showing you lots of naked women, God mm-hmm. forbid there's enough blood to justify his death. It's like someone drew like a line in red marker on his neck and he's dead. I thought maybe yeah. he, because he beats everybody's ass on screen. Yeah. And then I thought maybe a, a moth flew by and stuck its foot out and just Tripping. barely hurt his neck and he died. Maybe he got killed by an owl, like the yeah. the stair, per, person on the staircase. Like Tony Collette show? absolutely 100% did get killed by an owl. <laughs> did they, I didn't watch the show, did you? Of course. I've watched everything they have, about that. Did they have an owl part in the show? They did. Was it, was it like presented as this probably happened or no? It was presented as an option. What what, what did the show conclude that Perth did it? That she is super dead. <laughs> That's correct. And that he's a super weird. I bought the audio book that he wrote afterwards oh about the case. And I had to turn it off because he read it and I got so tired of hearing him. Yeah. Michael yeah, Peters. One. Yeah. Who else is in the movie, Just The incredible Ray Wise. You got Twin Tia Carrere. Jeepers. Yeah, Tia Carrere. You got Steve Buscemi. I mean, legend. You got Kevin Anderson. Legend. You got Stan Shaw showing up. He was a person that very much loves his job. He watched Legend. Mm-hmm. You have the irresistible, seriously classic, one of the legendary actors of all time, no joke, Mako in this. Yeah, you do. Who I noticed has mm-hmm. resting James Franco face. Hugest zoom ever on our show. Ring the bell. <laughs> sound the alarms. What's another one I can say? They come in, come in threes. Victor Salva. Kick the hippo in the balls. This is a super zoom. Now I got to watch this terrible movie again just to see that. I'm telling you, um, it's, it's got it. Harvey Keitel 
in this. With some great thing. hair. Yes. I'm not lying. You and have always... the irresistible, uh, unfuckwithable Sean Connery in this. And of course, you got at a career high, pretty much here. The same year as Demolition Man was released, I think. Wesley Snipes. I think another movie was released this year for him, too. Pray tell. Another banger. Was it Murder? Another banger. It wasn't Murder at 1600, though. It's probably like Drop Zone or something. Let me look. You it's got Tatjana Petitz in this. She's the German model. Yeah, rest in, rest in peace. You do have her in here. Naked a lot in this movie. Dies she about is. 16 times on screen in this movie. Yeah, they can't get enough of her. She's very beautiful. She's obviously a, she's a model. Justin, I need to ask you to take a personal detour. Zip, okay. And zip on over to Kevin Anderson's IMDb page, please. I, I told you about this already. I saw it. I told you about the glamour shots, right? You didn't tell me about the hair. Of course. He has a... Well, first of all, his trademark is his hair. I guess Demolition was Man was the next year. Yeah, Kevin Anderson, who people probably don't know and... Maybe some of the super, super movie fans would know. He was Julia Roberts' new love interest when she leaves Patrick Bergen, uh, Bergen's abusive husband character, in Sleeping with the Enemy. And he was also in a movie that I that I very much love called Eye of God. He plays a uh, ex-convict in that. He's very violent. And um, he's just not a person that really kind of jumps off the screen like he kind of like he hasn't had much of a career i don't think I, he's been working on the stage a lot and i on his imdb profile a super zoom is dropped what in about i guess 2018 mm -hmm. he wrapped up a run on a tracy let's play oh well called the minutes co-starring uh william l peterson what the absolute how in the the world revolves around this man? Who else? Hell, I know. Who else is in it though? No, I, I'm done. I'm done with. I mean, there's a bunch of you actors. You can't there's mention of, Daniel Van Bargen. Daniel Van Bargen in this. And, and then, of course, you know. And actually, you know who's in it? An actress I love, who who's an actress now. She wasn't famous then. She's in one faraway shot. I thought she. I kept waiting for her to show up in the movie. She never come playing his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. She's she's been in stuff too. What's her name? She's got she, a cool name. Yeah. She's got a really cute. I name. recognize her too. Yeah. It's like to to t, uh, t, uh, it starts with a T. But she she is great. A great actress now, and she was uh, must must have been one of her first roles. Tamara Tooney. Yeah. And she, I love her. She was in Devil's Advocate that we did. I love her so much. Yeah. She and she was very. She was yeah. She was cool in that. You know. Um, Sam Lloyd's in this from Scrubs. I don't know if people watch Scrubs. He actually recently passed away. He was very funny on Scrubs. Oh, that's who um, that guy was. Do you do you recognize him? Yeah, I, I didn't know where I recognized yeah. him from. Yeah, he died, huh? He died like a few years ago from cancer. He he really was funny on Scrubs. I don't know if you like that show. I, I did. I did. He was kind of a strange, funny character in that. Yeah, that, it's Martini. It's funny you recognize her because I, I didn't know where I. I I've always kind of her. I've always kind of liked her a lot. The funny thing about Scrubs is that it might be the last one of the last shows that was part of old TV that was most comedies that came out after that had adopted yeah. the Office slash Parks and Rec model. Right. I mean, Scrubs farted out just at the right time. If it had come out two years later, I don't know if it would have worked. And it's a, it's, it's a hard watch because it's a little too cutesy for its own good, but it had some great stuff in it. McGinley, yeah, it, the guy it, who played the uh, the janitor and all that. Yeah. It, it, it took some, it's the guy, you know, uh, what's the guy? He, he does, he's kind of big. He does, he did, Ted, he's involved with Ted Lasso. He's Bill done Lawrence? Bill Lawrence, yeah. And he's done a lot of good stuff. 
I think Scrubs really works. I, you're right. It is silly at times, but I think I like the mixture. Do and it does get a little cutesy. You and, can't watch it now, though, can you? I can. I, I like I like the character a lot. I don't watch it, but I, I could. I could, I guess. Is that is that commercial they did with John Travolta the worst thing? It is bad, yeah. But I still love those. I still like uh, What's-His-Face a lot. What is his name? Donald Faison, I know. Face on, and then, uh, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate Braff. I like Braff just from Scrubs, basically. Oh, um, you're, you're one of those people that has a problem with uh, Garden State. I don't, I don't like it that much. I don't have a, a huge problem with it. But his other movie that he made, from the Kickstarter movie that he gets a lot of shit for, that's a pretty bad movie. He's got a new one coming out with his uh, ex paramour Florence Pugh. That's called like a Good Person or something. Hmm. It's coming out soon. And that the actor you probably recognize is the, the security guard. His name is Clyde. Kusatsu. Mm-hmm. I never knew his name, but he always shows up and stuff. Too. He does. Do you recognize him? I do, of yeah. course. Yeah, and I also rec- recognized uh, the other fuckface. There's another piece of ass. I love the fact that his name's Clyde, by the way. What a great name. It's great, yeah. And then there, there's a woman, too, that's recognized Amy Hill or something. There's a bunch of people in this that are recognized. Yeah, and, and Tony Ganoy, also, the guy who gets his throat punched in this is a guy that's been in a lot of movies. A lot of movies. Yeah, he was in The Wanderers, I think. I used yeah, to get him a... mixed up with Michael Scheffling. Back in the old days. Yeah, yeah. Michael Scheffling just retired. Like, he was the boyfriend in 16 Candles or the love interest. And he's he's kind of a heartthrob for a minute. He was in the Mermaids. He was dreamy, then, by the way. And he just, like, retired forever. He's like, I'm out. I wonder if um, he, um, was he gay? Possibly. I don't know. There there has to be a reason why he, he decided to, there had to be something that kept him. Because he was on a freaking Vision Quest, 16 Candles. He was in your favorite Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, which is about the diving horse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to do it. He was so good, man. He was just so good. I, he wasn't good. I think that was might be part of the problem. He was handsome. I don't think he was much of an actor. God, he was good. <laughs> so good. Anyway, absolute so what's this dreamboat, movie? by the way. Yeah, of course. What, okay, the premise. Yeah, a uh, a young lady is murdered uh, in the in the penthouse of a office building amidst uh, negotiations between a Japanese company and an American company about the purchase mm-hmm. and. Intrigue is at the heart of this thing. She died possibly because of some connection here. And a cop has to team up with a strange, (laughs) off-the-grid mentor-type law enforcement type to solve it and learn a lot about Japan in the process. Probably don't learn anything about Japan in this movie, I imagine. You could probably find it on a map. Sean Connery does play the Japanese-obsessed kind of detective that has to team up with Wesley Snipes in a kind of a jarring partnership, at least for Snipes. They're, they go about investigating this murder and they hit resistance against every, everybody's pushing back on their investigation, including the police, Nick, play, you know, uh, led by, the kind of represented like a brick wall by Harvey Keitel's character. And Daniel Van but what's the, And Daniel Van Bargen, yeah. He's doing... There's a scene in this where they're... So part of the framework here is... I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. What? Black Rain. Well, the framework here is that Wesley Snipes is being, you see him being interviewed about the events that have, that we kind of go back and watch. And it's set up, it's very basic instinct. It looks like well, the exact, well, he's, except it's Snipes he, on the chair. And he's the one who's calling him Shooter in Basic Instinct. Is it Var- Van Bargen? It's Van Bargen that plays that role in Basic Instinct. Jesus. Yeah, he, he, well, he gets killed in Basic Instinct. Right, but he's the yeah. guy who's interrogating. But it is also, he, there's a lot of Black Rain that's kind of in here, too. Is there, it's, this takes place in L.A. It starts off with a karaoke scene. No, it starts off with ants getting slaughtered. What are you talking about? The first shot of the movie is a bunch of oh, ants, and then right. a horse steps on them and kills them. Followed, I don't understand and, that. 
followed yeah, immediately it, it, by a dog carrying a human hand. In so his yeah, mouth. it's the, it starts off like you're you're watching a western, right? And it's all these like kind of I guess Japanese actors on horseback, and then there's a dog that comes out of like a it looks like a Mexican village or something, and the dog comes out with a severed hand in its mouth and then you, it zooms out and it's a karaoke video how you say it hiroki karaoke hiroki turgawa is singing um you know doing you know doing karaoke and he's got backup he's got backup singers well the, you know i mean i'm sure you know that how seriously the japanese takes their karaoke it's just incredible his crew like his his men like he's kind of got he's got he's got boys and uh they're doing their work behind them you know they're kind of half-heartedly providing backup it's like jodorowsky was directing karaoke videos though that's weird and then uh this this very uh pretty woman is watching this happen and she gets up in a huff kind of and leaves and then your hero carrie uh tagawa chases her out and is very mad that she left during his song Mm -hmm. yeah she goes outside to his car Mm-hmm. Which is a an exotic car that no one knew about back then. It was it was one of those you had to know about this car to know it existed because it was such a limited production. Sure, I had a poster of that model in that color on my wall. Of oh, the model from the movie? No, I mean the same car from the movie. I this, the it was model called, of the it was, car. It was okay. called a Vector, which was okay. nobody knew about it. You know, if like I would buy all the motor magazines when I was a little kid, and that was the one. That was the White Whale, and then to see it in this movie was just like. A, a horde of emotions coming back to me. Well, so what you need to know is there's a negotiation taking place to acquire Microcom, okay? Mm-hmm. And so this like intense negotiation. The Japanese business had built this building, and there's a lot of security cam cameras, and they're kind of reading lips. They're trying to get a leverage on the negotiations. That stuff's happening, and then they cut to this party, and you see the model again, this woman, and. Uh, she's in an empty boardroom, and this man comes in, and they start to get into it. Right? They start. She. She's. They start having sex, or he goes down on her, and there's some nudity, like Nick said. And then he. She's asking, basically asking this guy to choke her. Right. Yep. And the next thing you know, that she's dead. Like she's been strangled to death. They like, kind of cut to like her being dead. And so that's where Snipes' character comes in. Like he's he's called into action. The first thing you see him do is get bubbles blown on him. Michael Jackson's monkey. Leslie Snipes gets a phone call and his daughter is oh, blowing that's right. That's right. bubbles at him and he, he keeps he's kind of telling her to stop. But they they do cut. He has like gigantic bubbles. Just he's acting amidst bubbles, Nick, which is incredible. He's a good bubble actor. <laughs> then he zoops off to the scene and that's where things start to really take off. So what do we, we're talking about this boardroom? We're talking about some of the intrigue and instantly we're where we are reminded it's the 90s. When Kevin Anderson shows up and that hair is attached to his head. His hair is incredible. Like he, like I said, like he must have been cast and stuff because he had incredible hair. So big, so quaffed, yeah. a, a combination of product and blow dry. He's playing a piece of shit. So like it kind of a smarmy dude. So, you know, his hair is doing some of that work. Yeah. That, this is a gentleman who would be wearing vineyard vines were he alive in this era. Yeah. And then on the TV, they see Ray Wise, who is trying his damnedest to compete in the hair department with Kevin Anderson. And he yeah, comes, Wise, comes close. I have to got, I got him square jawed, the square jawed Ray Wise, who is known yep. for Robocop, uh, known Twin for Peaks. obviously Twin Peaks, huge, you know, he a was reptilian man, very reptilian Leland Palmer. And, uh, uh, you know, and uh, what he's best known for is his Jeepers Creepers run, you know, was he, um, was but he, this, 
What was he in Jeepers Creepers? Played, I think he played the um, Ishmael. The is it Ishmael that is chasing down Moby Dick? And he plays the whatever that character is that that wants you know he that he's he's after the creeper. He's right? playing Jack Taggart Senior. Let's be let's be respectful. I don't know, man. This movie Snipes is at the scene getting resistance to investigate. There's a dead woman. Just they're just she's just on the table and they're trying to figure out what happened. Right now, does he go? When does Connery come in? Does he go? Does Connery? He does. He, does he go pick up Connery before they get to yes, the Yes, yes. He's told on the call. Well, he's told about the murder on the phone, mm-hmm. and he's told he has to pick up an individual on his way to the, the murder. And um, that's where John Connor is waiting. John Connor. They named Sean Con- Connery's character as the John Connor from Terminator. It was the first thing I thought of. Of course, Nick. I brought that up. Nick already knew. We also can't discount Wesley's name in this movie, too, though. Brownwall. He, he plays something spite. Uh, he plays Webb Smith. Webb Smith. Webb Smith. An amazing name. Hold on for a second. I'm trying to figure out where Connery comes in. He comes in. He, yeah, he he picks him up on his way to the murder scene. Goes to his. He goes to his his house. There's a, there's a guy cutting heads off a fish in a blue room, and he goes. Yeah, that's that's very strange. The, the fish are huge. They're huge. I think they're giant grouper, maybe. And and mm-hmm. he um <clears throat> he motions upstairs, and and he goes up to Mr. Connery's room, where he is instantly ingratiated into the Japanese culture. He's not allowed to wear his shoes in the house. Yeah, he's immediately, Connery's immediately appropriating as soon as you see him. He's kneeling down. He's doing some kind of, uh, he has some kind of shrine. And um, yeah, he he uh, castigates Snipes for wearing his shoes in the house. And then there's also a woman there that is, you can't see who it is, but she's kind of behind the screen. And it's intriguing to Snipes, but he doesn't he doesn't get any context to that before he leaves. Did you did you notice how small her shoes were though? I didn't because they show a shot of the uh, where all the shoes are, and there's a set of women's shoes there. Yeah, I saw that. That are so small. Are they tiny? So zoom um, in. So Connery plays this character that put himself on indefinite leave. Mm-hmm. Didn't quit, but he took a leave, and I guess he's that good that they got to keep him right, even though he's not wanting to do the work. They're like, we got to keep a line out to this guy. He knows absolutely everything about police work and especially dealing with Japanese folks on American soil. He's their link, Nick. He knows them. He spent time over there. Now, what's great, Wesley Snipes, when they call him, which is Harvey Keitel on the phone, right? he says that they got a 601. They're dealing with a 601. I looked it up. 601 in L.A. police term is an aggravated trespass. Damn right. Which is not the crime in this movie. Even if you... Either that or it's a very clinical and, and insensitive way to define a rape. But Michael Crichton's known for doing research. Uh-uh, buddy. Yeah, I think time. he also got some of the, according to the trivia, got like, uh, Snipes is like, I think that's like a senpai, senpai, he calls himself a senpai to Snipes' is like koha or mm-hmm. koja or something like that. And apparently that's that's incorrect as well. But it's okay. doesn't matter. Well, um, what you need to know is that on the way to this scene, Connery is like, look, you got to do it this way. You're going to do the talking. When you start to get in trouble, you're going to introduce me. I'm going to take over and I'm going to be able to navigate these folks expertly. And Snipes bristles at this because he's like, he's been around the block. And then his car acting in this scene when he's listening to Connery is so exaggerated mm-hmm. and kind of funny. It's like rolling his eyes. Very and- bad poor man's process with the car shots in this movie, too. 
Yeah. They, they try and, to know, get stylish think... with the reflections off the glass on the actors and later scenes don't work. But there's a there's a funny little joke though. There's a funny little moment because they get to this giant building and Harvey Keitel's being really insensitive towards Japanese people. Of course. Right out of the yep. gate. They get an elevator. They open up on the floor that they're going that they're they're going up, but they're interrupted on their way up. And Kevin Anderson and Robert Wise are standing there chattering. And they step into the elevator. Right. And they say, "We're going up." And 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 Robert Wise goes, "No, I wish to go down." And 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 I was thinking, already did it, buddy. Already did it. He did do it. He yeah. is. He is the. He's the dude that we later find out was on top of this uh, model, but not necessarily the killer. Here's the thing. His name is Ray Wise. Let's zoom in. Who's Robert Wise? Director of the Worlds. You think about Robert Wisdom? What did I say? Did I say... You kept saying Ray, Robert Wise. Well, he directed War of the Worlds. That's my job to get the names wrong. I think he directed yours. Star Trek The Motion Picture as well. By the way, also mm-hmm. went down on that girl. Who <laughs> did? Robert Wise. And Robert Wisdom. She's a gasper. You know what that means? She saw reversible. Likes to be choked during sex. That's what Crichton was like. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to make a character who likes to be. Because that's because Crichton's doing it real, man. He did disclosure. He flipped the tables. He did a book about sexual harassment against a man. Crichton knows what to do. They had to get a separate He's... trailer for Michael Douglas's ego on that set. Demi Moore sexually assaulted me? Huh? Oh, Stan Shaw uh, is the security guard, and they go down because they, but, you know, this woman's been but, murdered. They got I, cameras everywhere. Go can, ahead, you can jump back and forth. Okay, I know, but we're 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 at the moment. Oh, the the secret room. The secret room. A little Jade callback, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Connery knows there's a secret room in the in the, in this office, and he finds it using, I guess, sonar. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold, they move. A, there's a fake wall, and it, yeah, there's this beautifully appointed bedroom mm-hmm. on this floor. And and what does Wesley Snipes call it? He calls it the executive fuck chamber, which is so close to what David Caruso said in Jade. It is. Would you would you please you know, detail for the people who haven't listened to our legendary Jade episode? This is a fuck house. He knew because he opened the mini fridge and there was a Wolfgang puck frozen pizza or something in there. <laughs> But yeah, so let's go back downstairs to Stan Shaw working in the. I don't want to go there yet. I want to stay in the F chamber because something incredible happens in this. Okay. Okay. They tell Connery and Snipes, okay, guys, you have to investigate. You have to look around this chamber. I think, is this here or is it later? I think it's later. Okay. It's not here. So I'll save this Zoom. But this isn't, there's a couple secret rooms in this movie. Yes. Well, Did there's you one that? they have to get a special key to go into. But there's another one that, like in a hotel later, where there's a poker room, poker game that's, going that's on. That's right. It's just like there, there's a lot of secret rooms here, which I love. Like I love things that have secret rooms and like hidden passageways. I, that's all I want in my life is to have like a house that has shit like that. I, I talked about that in my uncle's house in an earlier episode where they had the secret room. Yeah, what do they do? What do they have in the secret room? Well, there it was a playroom at that, at that point, but there was two bedrooms and each of them, there was a secret door in the back of the closet that led to this little yeah, cor- corridor and then there was a server. Unfortunately, my yeah. cousin was a jerk, but yeah, it was amazing. And I found mm-hmm. out the hard way that it existed because we we're playing hide and seek and they knew about the secret place and I didn't. So I was- Can never find them. I was fucked up. I thought that, I thought maybe they had died and I had done it, and I felt bad. <laughs> Did you get upset? They, they hit to death and I fucked up. <laughs> Poor Nick. 
Yeah, I, I stayed. I think I told this story before. I stayed in a cabin once on a lake, on the second floor, all around the the walls. Like, and you could you, there was like a crawl, like a kind of a crawl or stand up area. It was just outside. Well, you could just walk the whole square of the of the of the top of this building, like it was in between like the roof and wall. I was like, why? Like, what is this? And then, and then you said you looked at the Airbnb and it said house owned by G. Busey. Hyder. He did not own the house. <laughs> okay, M. Rogers. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So Stan Shaw work in the security room, acting in a different movie. Yeah. So Stan Shaw, like, what's his background? Because he is just jacked out like he sure he's, can barely contain his bulges he's not jacked out though he's weird what do you mean he's not he's misshapen he's big bo- he's so. big boned he's not a rock solid muscular man he's it just looks like he's, he's a bodybuilder to put on a normal no shirt, he's got you know? he's just, he's got he's a weird shaped guy you know he's he's a mesomorph you know but he i bet he has like a sports background or something he was in the boys and company c i remember that and he was in obviously runaway which we did on this show recently still out there killing it way to profile him what do you mean he's black he must be an athlete no i just because he looks so big he's a mesomorph he's weirdly shaped yeah i don't think he was so he was a he's into a karate judo jiu-jitsu black belt yeah he does have a little bit of that at least i remember him from snake eyes doesn't matter. Stan Shaw's in here. Tommy Shaw's brother. I'm looking at his his Wikipedia page. Stan Shaw, American mesomorph actor. He, what does he tell them about? He, they're looking for the footage. It's missing. It's missing, Nick. The footage of this. I couldn't. This. I. I couldn't make hider hair of what he was saying because I was so distracted by his overtly neurotic performance. So he's very worried that because the, the people are watching him. Yeah, he, he just wants to be a good employee because he loves this job. He doesn't want Snipes fucking it up. And he says that he shows them the gizmo, which can zoom in and out of things. Like his camera gets. He like calls it a gizmo, stick. which makes me very happy. He calls it a gizmo. By the way, what does Sanshaw say when they're looking at the video? Then they see Snipes' ex-wife. What does he say you can do with this device? Zoom in. You can zoom in. He also says he zooms in like one of this this fetching young kind of woman in the crowd. And, and he's like, wow. you know, He's like really admiring her. And Snipes goes, that's my ex-wife. She's a lawyer, and Stan says, must be nice to fuck a lawyer instead of always being fucked by one. And the way he delivers it is you could tell he's sad that he has to say it. You know, <laughs> you could just tell that he's like, I don't want to say it. Yeah. Snipes always got wet, wet shoulders in this movie. Did you notice this? <laughs> got wet shoulders, Nick. Wow. No. Because it's rain. It's raining out, and they always his shoulder. He's wearing like tan suits and sport. By the coats way, and stuff. same same initials. What? WS. <laughs> it's true. And I'm saying it's also true that he's got wet shoulders throughout. Just watch. Okay. There's something that happens later in this movie that does make it worth watching. There's something that's crazy that happens. We'll have to zoom in on that's coming up. This movie is yes. 100% always worth watching. He takes his damn wet shoulders over to the Bitaku or this building where the mistresses are kept. Nick. The mistresses. Mm-hmm. And this is where our German model that is now dead had a room, right? Where she, I don't, that's not where she lived, I don't think, but she had a room there. It's where she did her dirty biz. And they go to do, now this is where they tell Sean Connery, hey, buddy, you've been in a lot of movies. You've done it all. We don't just investigate. I'm not going to give you any other direction. Just do it. And he goes and he kneels by the bed and he picks up a plastic bag. Now, this woman, they know that she likes to be choked and sort of abused during sex. So he picks up a plastic bag to show Wesley Snipes, oh, this is the bag 
you know, sometimes they put around uh, someone's head to kind of half suffocate them. And he, he sniffs in it. He smells in the bag. Did you notice this? No. Like, it's like a bag of chips. It's like this empty bag. He puts his Sean Connery nose and he takes a whiff of what? <laughs> Is he just making sure it's that she, like, she wasn't, like, didn't have a peppermint patty in there before she put it around her head? Like, what? Well, it worked in spades because that bag is at the Planet Hollywood in Vegas. <laughs> same bag from American Beauty years <laughs> later. Did you know they used the same? I just thought it was a weird choice, as I'll just say that. Like, we get it that she likes to be uh, suffocated or choked during sex. Don't need to smell it to, to life, I guess. Don't need to sniff it into existence for me to believe it. But thank I you believe for the bag it, was around her head. The fact <laughs> that we're talking about it right now tells me it was a good decision. <laughs> 30 years to the year, right? 93, yeah. And so then Snipes makes also a, a, a befuddling choice in this. There's a mirror with lines of cocaine on it and a razor blade. He picks it up and tastes it to ensure, to make sure it's cocaine. Right. What did he think it was? Fun dip? Uh, what, he's going to taste it and go, oh, man, they faked me out. This is just a joke? Oh, my God, they faked me out. This is cocaine. First of all, we discovered that our girl was a Sapango model. Connor's like, let me smell that, too. Um, what'd you say? We find out that our girl was a Sapango model. Yes, she has a poster of the, yeah. Which is a beer from the Kieran uh, Brewing Company, if you need to know. Mm -hmm. Zoom in. And then this other uh, mistress, she barges in and immediately sets her sights on um, Wesley Snipes and starts to flirt up a crazy storm with him, and he is liking it. He, is, he has problems holding back his, his uh, loins in this movie quite a bit. He does. Especially at the end. Yeah, he, but yeah. He's a little horny. And as this woman's talking to him, they do a weird like shot where she's on the bed and Philip Kaufman does a trick where she he just zooms in on her like crotch. Do you notice this? Like yeah. Snipes is like staring at her underwear. She's wearing super nineties panties, those big mm -hmm. bloomers. And they're trying to sexify this girl. She, they did cast a right. She's more of a girl next door, and they're trying to sexify her a little bit. She's cute. Like she's cute. I think she does an okay job. But this, the, you know, the, the the choices are weird. Like she's certainly fine enough in the scene. What's her name? I looked her up. She's got a very a very strong name. Alexandra Powers. Powers. Yeah, you're correct. She's still out there. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, her last movie she was in uh, was a movie I think you said you actually told me about. It. I've never seen. You said it was really good. It's called Ziggs. <laughs> Starring Jason Priestley, also known as Double Down. Oh my God, did you look it up or did you just know this? I'm, I looked it up. It's her last film. She's like, I did a perfect movie. No need to do anymore. I did zigs. She was not in a lot of things. It's cute though. Yeah, I liked it. And she does a good job. She's supposed to flirt with Wesley Snipes and it, it comes across as flirting. Wesley Snipes gets flirted at a lot in this movie and I understand it. He is a uh, handsome man. It's a cool du looking dude. Connery's got that smoldering sexiness is still working connery's the, the sexiest thing ever to walk earth are you kidding me but what's going on with his monk-like hairdo in this what's happening with that hair it looks fantastic it's crazy it covers his head like the morning dew i love how it's a little longer in the back so it comes off the nape a little bit you know yeah mm -hmm. it's a good look it's 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 a it's i guess it's sort of his binding forest will do with a little bit of extra back back patio did he ever have a rat tail in a movie <laughs> And that in um, the famous crazy Zardoz, didn't he have a weird hair in that? He, he did a, have like a, pony a ponytail. Yeah. And he had medicine man, he had some locks, right? Such an integral piece of my life, that man. Yeah, he's a, he's doing it here. I love it. And a sweet guy to the ladies, apparently, when he was younger. God, was he bad? 
he was the guy that got in trouble for about talking about throwing a little backhand to the wife. You know? Jesus. Yeah. yeah POS. That happened. So he breathes on a mirror and this, and he realizes that some photos have been taken. Can... Doing a lot of breathing and sniffing in this room. He just knows. See, Connery has a sense sense that he just he's a, that's how good of a detective he is. He knows if he sees pictures on a mirror, there are probably more. And if I breathe on it, I can tell that some were taken. You yeah. know? Yeah. Oldest you ever, you ever do that, Nick? I did it after watching this movie in a bathroom I know has never had pictures. That's and? how convincing his work was. And then what I did was and then I saw the Slender Man. Bloody Mary came out and was like, um. I think I'm supposed to. You kind of half did it. <laughs> no, I that that would be a nice thing to do is put pictures on the mirror, wait a week, take them down, and then see if it works. Could do like the TikTok picture breathe challenge. Couple okay. of, uh, finally get our moment. We are creeping towards an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Talking about the fucking challenge. You got to do the picture breathe challenge. <laughs> so obviously, Eddie Kerry Hiroki is a suspect. Mm-hmm. And our boys have to go kind of deal with him. Now, Sean Connery's character, John Connor, leader of the mm-hmm. resistance, has to go. You know, they, he knows where he's at. He knows how to get into his building. And we meet these two bodyguards that are sort of keeping a watch. And yeah, the bodyguard the, looks like it looks like um, the Sand, Sandman from uh, Spidey, I thought, a little bit. Okay. Is it, is it man? He looks more Scottish than Sean Connery does, I thought. We get to see him in a, an amazing sequence later on. But yeah, that's what, the famous scene where he punches. The gentleman's throat, which was in the trailer of the movie. Mm-hmm. He goes throat. And he does his, of course you are, darling, which is another kind of famous little moment. We forgot to mention that what they learned at this mistress place is that the audience, this yeah, woman. The, the listeners are, certainly care. But the, the, this woman not only was with Eddie, but she had a backdoor man. That's oh, how they put it, a backdoor man. Yeah, famous so blues, that would, blues musician trope. And come in, and she said a side, she had a side piece, basically, right? Now... Did you think? Mm-hmm. Did you think that that was who she did all of her anal with? Is that was? Is that how you interpreted it? Mm-hmm. Never. never oh, okay. Her. Just never thought of that. Because I mean, most people like to keep an anal date. You know, like their anal date separate. Sarah McLaughlin on her debut album, I believe, has a song called "Backdoor Man." Let me zoom in. I think it's a blues standard that she's covering. I don't think it is. I think it's an original Sarah McLaughlin song. Highly recommended. So we're about yeah, 20 we, minutes yeah, into Willie the film Dixon, at this we, Willie Dixon and Helen Wolf are famous for it. Doors did a cover of it. I don't think Sarah McLaughlin did a cover of it. She didn't cover it. That's her. She has a song called Backdoor Man. Well, hers is probably about getting ass fucked, right? I'm sure it's not. Oh, by the way, I love Sarah McLaughlin. I had her first album. That's how I know it. Touch. Yeah, Backdoor Man. Not on her first album. Well, maybe her second one then. It's on her one that made her kind of, you know, when she was still like not... Yeah. Super cheesy. Yet. Solace. Backdoor man about getting anally railed. It says it right here on Billboard magazine. I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand shaw corrected. Nick, get back to this movie. What's happening? What's going on here? Uh, I think it's about anal sex. Look at the lyrics. There's no way she wrote a song. About Our hands are tied sex. on the table. Maybe you can try the back door, man. Try Come on. Maybe you can try it at the back door, man. Out from under your feet, the ground is not firm, but soft and weak like skin. She is a frisky character. I'll have to ask her. Okay, sorry. Stand, stand. Yeah, so yeah. Are we at Are we at the party yet? Have we, have we gotten... Eddie's over there dancing up a storm with some ladies. Uh, and there's some body sushi happening, I believe, at this 
Is this where the body that's sushi that's happens? Late, that's later. Damn, I can't. He's he's track, having a social track. party at, at this scene. Bunch okay, of, he this is yeah. There is this where he escapes them? He, no, that's later too. No, this is that? where he. Uh, this is where we meet his bodyguards, and he is very friendly with Connery. They stand out in the rain. Wesley Sniper, Snipes is out there under the umbrella, getting his shoulders wet. And uh, yes. they're you know basically we, we realize that Eddie is super charming. He has a great relationship with Connery, and he'll cooperate as much as possible. And then, yeah, and then and Snipes then, is like, go ahead. No. No, Snipes is like, why did you let him go? Like, why did you? And he goes, Eddie's father saved my life. He would never remind me. It's my responsibility to remember. That's what you get in this movie. It's such a Japanese. Bunch of horse shit like yeah. this, you know. And he leaves him, he gives him his passport, which is uh, enough. And then, of course, what happens mm -hmm. is then the people at the police station see this video of this of the sex act where Eddie's face has been digitally inserted. To yes. make, and so they want they're like, why don't you apprehend him? So they send a SWAT team out to get him. And that's when mm -hmm. he's eating sushi off of naked. Yeah, there's a naked there's a woman and he's this this whole scene is like a I guess Philip Kaufman's dream come true or something because there's a woman on the floor with a sushi all over her. There's another naked woman that drops her, or I guess puts her nipple in in some no, sake. No, Carrie Carrie has a shot and he dips yeah. it in his and he dips her nipple in it and then licks. Her she nipple. dips it, right? I think she dips it in there. Nope, he dips it. I watched I, it I like eighteen times. I think she dips it. No, he puts her nipple into that little glass and then drinks. I think it. he holds it up and then I think she goes in there. She's got great nipple control. I'll give her that. But the funny thing is the bodyguards are out in the hot tub out, out front. And we get to see arguably the hairiest shoulders on planet Earth. I mean, what about Dan Hedaya? Makes Dan Hedaya look like a, a weeping fucking shrinking violet, I'm thinking. Yeah, he got he does have some hairy shoulders. By the way, it's so mm -hmm. weird, Philip Kaufman, a man of extremes, and I think we could all say that. Mm -hmm. hairiest shouldered bodyguard in the history of earth and the baldest Fred Ward in the history of earth. A man of extremes. Did you know that by the way, this, they cast this actor and they called Rick Baker and you know, he was, he's hairless. This guy, that was, that was a special effect and wow. that worked. It's memorable. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. He won. Did he win an Oscar? Where, you know, I didn't win. I think it was oh, the same year as Jurassic. Never mind. That's the only reason. Yeah, they're in a hot tub. The, the bodyguards are cooling together in a hot tub. They're just chilling. First of all, not doing their job very well. Well, the great thing is there's infrared sensors outside. Bodyguards mm -hmm. probably not needed in the first place. They get they get tipped yeah. off by the infrared sensors. That's true. And then um, they storm in because they because they're trying to catch Eddie who who bounds away. And then Snipes gets this naked one of the naked women, the one that doesn't have the body sushi, jumps on his back. And is just wrestling, kind of you know, wrestling with him or fighting him to try they, to slow him I'll up. I'll give the DP and the crew credit. They do a wonderful job of showing everything but the organ in all yeah. of these scenes. Whoever, like the Merkin man on this film was a fucking champion. There is a lot of naked girl in this. And it's, it's very strange. And also, Showdown in Little Tokyo has the naked sushi vagina scene as well, so... We all win. So she, the actress that played the one with the, the sushi on her body, she, she, she was. I think I read in the trivia that she, she said those were some long days that she had to do sit, be naked for a long time. And, and they used real glass yeah. when they broke through the window. So she yeah, was she was, was going to get cut. Yeah, I mean it sounded pretty crazy. And she was talking know? about how the crew members really liked to linger and stare at her until they got used to it, and then the people playing the SWAT team 
also started to check it oh, that's out. That's right. Yeah, there's a scene when the SWAT team, SWAT team has two guns on her, and she's on the ground with no clothes on, nothing in her hands, and then sushi all over her. They're, they just have her in their sights for some reason. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they can just jump over her, get to chasing Eddie. Have you ever done that, Nick? Put sushi all over your body? <laughs> no. You've done, you've done it, right? I've had it door dashed. I've had it. This guy rolled... <laughs> Does he drive himself? <laughs> Put the sushi he's on the himself when he gets there? He's got the seat all the way reclined and a mirror on the ceiling so he can see where he's driving. He doesn't want to disturb the naked sushi on him. So this, <laughs> Please leave I've a tip. accidentally dropped sushi on me, so it counts, right? Like, I'm halfway there. Right. I had a Poke Bowl today. Pokey. Is it, I thought it was Poke. Poke. Poke Bowl. I love those, by the way. It's not Pokey, right? I think it is Poke, but yeah, it's so good. Is it pokey? Gumby. It's P-O-K-E with a little slash above it. This this whole thing goes crazy. The guys do not capture Eddie. And, so the, and Kaitel's upset when he sees all this, this nakedness happening because he says the Japanese are plundering our natural resources. Yeah, he, he was not happy that an American girl was getting eaten off of. But what happens to Eddie? He leaves. He dies in a fiery con- a car crash. No, he doesn't. And someone says, guy's a cinder. That's what they, that's what they refer to him. He ain't really dead, though. No. wish that's what happened to Paul Walker. I wish he made it. And then we just find it out that it was just some guy. Connery and, and Snipes are sort of, uh, they're they're disgraced, basically, a little mm-hmm. bit. Snipes is at home. He's at home. He's yes. kind of taking a breeze. Because the movie has like relaxing. This, this bookending sequence of him being interviewed by Daniel Van Bargen like it's Rashomon or some shit. His daughter has the biggest bullshit hat I've ever seen on a girl. She's very stylish. This little daughter, yeah. It's a nightmare. No, at that scene is it's too long and and excruciating to watch. Yeah, like his his mother's there watching his daughter. It's they never really explain it, but his daughter's giving him shit, saying like you know she's really young. She says, "Why does mommy call you a loser?" And he's on bed, just kind of sprawled out, like. And, they, trying to and then they're trying out. to get a political message across because the stuff on the TV is showing various mm-hmm. political kind of things it's it's a weird the movie tries to be a lot of things and that's not something it, it really succeeded at with the whole right geopolitical stuff michael Mann would have killed it but that hat sucks we get to see sean connery in his national environment which i love on the golf course he hits a great he's got a great golf swing great golf swing. yeah oh I th- wow i think it from russia with love we get to see him hit a hit a golf ball as well and it's another beautiful shot of him Great golf swing, famous famous for playing a lot of golf. Smashes it, and he's playing with yeah. Mako, another you know class act. It's just a, it's right. nice to see. It's nice to see Connery playing golf. I would have liked more of it, to be honest. There's probably more. It's probably more in the deleted scenes. Did they put out deleted scenes for this. But Connery seems to know everything before. He, he seems to be ahead of the audience in every scene. And when Wesley yeah. Snipes mm-hmm. basically picks him up at the golf course, they do some more bullshit about how to treat Japanese people and with respect mm-hmm. and all this and that. Snipes thinks the case is over. They've they've licked it. Eddie's face was in the video and Connor's like, uh-uh-uh, well, you just wait a second. Let's go to Tia Carrera's place and check it out. They go to this computer lab where this um, Tia Carrera is sitting there with her mutated hand <laughs> doing digital shit. And it, the movie's pretty prescient in terms of yeah, that. Face walk. Crichton was very ahead of that, where where they're doing a deep fake, uh, and she 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 illustrates this by swapping Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes' head in a very yeah. weird scene. 
because of the it way their weird. hands are moving and the way that Connery is looking in the other direction. It's very strange to look at. But she doesn't, and it, impre- and it impresses Wesley Snipes. He's like, I'm listening. Okay, maybe that, this did happen. Is that what impresses him, or is it that she's hot? He's very attracted to her, but he also can't believe what he's seeing, her face swap technology. And that what, is, what she does is she decapitates video of both of them and swap, you know, slowly puts them on each other's necks their faces or whatever now i want you to i want you to zoom out to 1993 you're mm-hmm. you're michael Crichton, shit yeah. in your pants he's like i got two movies in production you will not believe the digital wizardry that's going on <laughs> and it's like and that the dinosaur movies got some shit too but he was totally on board i mean the only thing he wasn't good on was by thinking laser disc was where we're going there's a lot of laser discs and mini disc in this yeah a lot of many di- many discs not in big not in showdown little tokyo though don't worry, Nick. They're soon off to a robot place, a <laughs> robot lab. Don't worry. Time to talk to someone at the robot lab. Connery and Snipes go interrogate the scientist because they're trying to figure out who doctored this tape or this disc. doesn't matter because what's going on behind them is incredible. There is a kangaroo-like robot that is being led by a leash around the room and later a jellyfish like robot that's walking down a path led by a leash (laughs) sean connery doesn't bat an eye at this shit you know why because they're not japanese no because he was in outland he's used to seeing this shit (laughs) but those robots could not be cuter not at all what do you mean not at all they could not be any cuter that jellyfish robot man what was it doing it's hopping it's cute cute that's a real robot lab i wonder i guess it's probably still around no nope just another thing that big robot is taken from us i I wish that like as he was talking to this guy he would just stop the conversation going what's happening behind us like what is this what's going on here just like motion to it so they could at least tell us a little bit about the jellyfish robot you know the thing that bothers me is the robots that we see being used today are not that much different in design from those you've seen a jellyfish robot no no the, the, the hopping the hopping one down the, the one that looks like the the ones the military uses to jump onto boxes and stuff so but they're not when they leave this robot lab with with various bits of information they're not alone mm-hmm. they're being followed it's, a, it's like an outdoor area by the way it's not a lab traditionally and the and the trivia said it was used in a star trek episode too guess what they're being followed by an old car with the coolest license plate sure nick do you remember what's on the license plate it's, Six digits. It's yep. And letters. Yep. Two four nine. I wonder if that that's if that's right. a, if what that meant. If there was some sort of a uh, hidden significance to that. But Snipes talks to the people in the uh, like he stops. He talks to some people that he's kind of familiar with in this downtown area, and then he says, "Hey guys, can you help me out? Can you accost this crazy car that's following us?" Right. And they certainly do. What do yeah, they do to us? They tear it up and and steal sunglasses. These are Eddie's people, right? This there's a weird the Eddie, Eddie's people are following them. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, the guys that were backup karaoke singers, I think. Yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird thing where they have these different groups of people that are each doing things in their in the background. There, okay, you have to talk about a. You have to talk at least about the scene where Tina Carrera says to Wesley Snipes as they're getting to know each other. She says, given her background, and she says to the because she has this hand like Nick pointed out that is kind of deformed. She uses it, but she doesn't have mobility really and. She says to the she when she lived in Japan, she says to, to the Japanese deformity is shameful. I was like, unlike over here, like when people love, don't buy an eye, huh? Yeah. Well, aren't but don't I, the, and being a woman also like being born a girl is a bad thing, right? Everywhere? No, I thought that's what I, I'm saying. 
I, th- I think she had two strikes though, where she was a female and with a deformed hand. I just think it's fun. like these kind of weird half like or these like approximations on culture. Just this struck me weird and wrong. I think that's why I didn't like the book. Crichton defended himself because they when it, the book came out, he was like pinned as a racist. And he was like, no, I'm not. I wasn't being racist. I was being very open about Japanese culture. And they're like, did you read your own book? I think that was a criticism. And then and so then, he kind of. But he yeah. proved he wasn't a racist by being mad that they hired a black actor. Connery uses, as they flirt, by the way, Connery in true cuck mode behind a camera filming them. Remember when they're having this heart to heart? I love it. He's filming them. Anyway, he says this line that I use all the time, Connery. It made me love him. It says, somebody says hey to him, and he goes, hey, hey is for horses. That's what he says. I've, I've used that line all, all my life. You used the, use the long version, though, right? What? Hay is for horses and cows. Pigs don't eat it because they don't know how. I don't use the long version. I never heard, heard the long version. That was actually Neil Armstrong's first line that they edited out when he landed on Earth's moon. <laughs> He did land on Earth and the moon. He did land on Earth. That's one thing they always leave out. By the way, fuck Neil Armstrong. Why? Because he... I was at a place last week, and, and the elevators... is the It's the Tampa airport. The, right. The elevators have a picture of Neil Armstrong in them. Leave me alone. Stop trying to push this motherfucker on me. I get Why? it. It's a long time ago. Move awesome. on. What has he done for me lately? Neil Armstrong. Fair enough. Neil Armstrong in this, huh? You, you're a big Buzz Aldrin fan instead? Is that what's happening? Gus Grissom or die. There's a close-up on a piece of tempura in this, Nick. You about, notice. Which is about to go into Mako. That's right. It's being it's being battered up. Most tasty. You're a big tempura fan, right? Uh, it's fine, but who cooks one shrimp? Love him as, love him as Django Fett. <laughs> who, <laughs> who cooks one? Yeah, who cooks <laughs> one shrimp? I mean, he's eating light. He's Mako. What do you think of the scene of him and Connery and Mako drink, I guess, sake in at the unison same time. or something? Oh, or tea in unison? It's a tough watch, man. It's a tough watch. Why do they do it? Because they're showing that he's respectful. And, and you know what it does? It tells me that the only thing worse in a culture that you have to, perf- you know, performative culture where mm-hmm. you can't just be a person. The only thing worse than that is somebody who emulates it. He's a cosplayer. He's a wannabe, Connery is. Right. In his defense, Mako's the OG. And so then, yeah, this is when we get to, like, you know, it's revealed that Eddie's Eddie's alive. He's got the actual disc of the actual murder. It's still in shadows, but it, it shows that Ray Wise was the culprit, you think? And he was the one that was having sex with this woman. What they do in this movie that's very odd is they keep showing her getting choked naked. They keep showing it over and over. In her boobs. Everybody keeps watching the same stuff over and over again in this movie. And at the end, when they they present this footage, the smoking gun to this huge boardroom of people, they start like from like the beginning when she's unzipping her dress. I was like, you could fast forward to like the murder part. You know what I'm saying? We get that she was having sex. How about just fast forward to the shadowy figure that wasn't Eddie? At least at least Wesley Snipes gets shot and uh, has a, a vision of her breasts again. He gets shot in the back, and then he hallucinates this actress naked. I didn't even know he was thinking about her that much. You know, other than he needed to solve her murder. Like, he, I didn't know he was, they didn't, I guess he was, he thought she was hot, is what they're trying to say. Did shot, did Connery shoot him? No, I don't think so. No. Because it's, it's he gets shot in the back. He's facing the yeah. villains. And then when he's on his back looking up, Connery comes up from behind him with a gun raised. It doesn't make any sense. I know. It, I, I thought it, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it just, but really, it also doesn't make sense that he's got a bulletproof vest on his back. Well, the, they're, they cover both front and back. I just thought it was just front usually. No, no. You got, it's back and front, huh? Yeah. 
a huge zoom. It's Who also knew? reversible, you know, like a so summer. They have summer colors. You know, I guess I guess you know who I, you know you know who wishes they were wearing a bulletproof. Vest. I thought it was like a bulletproof bib, basically. Is what I'm thinking. Uh, he was at Jabba's Jog- palace. You think you're? But to, to showcase that people are wearing a bulletproof vest, they're usually shot in the front, right? The movies have them be shot in the chest, usually, yeah. not in the back. And how many times have we have we have we been given that fake out? You see somebody get shot, and you're and you're really upset for them, and then the next scene is, oh, he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Come and they on. hallucinate a dead woman and naked and. And she's talking in Connery's voice, which is also kind of hot, saying senpai or kempai or whatever, you know. Connery out there putting people to sleep as this happens, by the way. He's in, he's popping up, touching their necks, they're conking out. It's like watching those, those Seagal videos where he's effortlessly putting people down, and it's obviously an yeah. act. He twitches and the guys all fall to sleep. And that's when, that's when Eddie gets barely killed, that scene. He gets killed and then they watch the, the tape, that the, the, the disc they gave him, and, and it's... They see it's uh, Ray Wise that was on top of her. Connery goes, I'm very, very Accorta. Yeah. And Tia Carrera has to translate to that means pissed off. I like how Ray Wise, by the way, they kill they kill Ray, Ray Wise by facts in this movie. It's not bad enough that he is a senator that's corrupt, that's having sex mm-hmm. with this girl. They have to make his wife in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's ashamed that he was having an affair on his, uh, his, his wife who was disabled and then they're sending him faxes to kind of screw up the bad guys' plan, and and Ray Wise can't take it, he, and he shoots his wife. I guess he shoots her dead, and he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> they don't show it, but I imagine he shoots his wife. I, there was a part of me that thought. There's a part of me that thought he shot. It would be great if he shot her. Or I thought he would mm-hmm. say, you know what, I would, I, I, I should have just had sex with Tia Carrera because then you wouldn't feel so bad because she's disabled too. Yeah, they do have the shot of his wife looking displeased that he's getting sexy faxes. <laughs> You know, that was the original himself. title like, of the movie, by the way. Yeah, he does. He can't take it. He can't take it. He's been found out, and he decides to blow his brains out. I guess, but his hair stops it, so it saves his life. His See, I thought it. I thought it'd be great if he actually used that in his campaign, choking mm-hmm. the competition. You know, I will go down on crime. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, but, he was yeah, and like I like how he didn't want to be found out. Yet he's having sex and like in the middle of a party and like a business, like a boardroom. I can't believe I got caught. You know, he's given speeches on camera, picking pubes out of his teeth. When he kills himself, did you notice the the insult that Philip Kaufman had to throw one last insult at at the dead girl? No, he has two drops of blood comes out of his dead body. Both of them hit her breasts on, on, the, on the photograph. On the photograph, and then it's not over. This is when they then take this footage to the business to play for a whole crowd of people. Yeah, janitor walks in like, "Might I empty the trash?" He gets to see it. The window washers get to see it. They're like through the glass. They're like, "Could you rewind that pit?" I didn't get to see the lead up. It's on know, the to... intranet. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need a password? No, no, no. We're we got a. <laughs> it's in the folder marked everyone. And then they see the, um, the new company logo is her on the table. <laughs> spread out. Poor girl. But we get to see whenever, the, even though we don't know who this shadowy figure is, we of course we know it's Kevin Anderson, supremely quaffed Kevin Anderson. And he is beating feet out of there. I guess who beats feet after him? But Sean Connery running down the hallways of this building looking spry. And Wesley Snipes. I mean, Snipes, of course, can do it. But Connery at this point, well, he's probably at least as old as us. Well, there's no long shots. It's all quick cuts of him rounding a corner or something. He's still running. He's still running. 
It's still him running. He's. There's, I love when he when he's like st- they're chasing him and the, 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 there's this uh, scaffolding and they're building a new part of this building and mm-hmm. he leans up the wall catching his breath and on the wall is video of the girl's dead body splayed out. He's like you know just to keep people the construction workers you know sated while they're doing their building. I like the scene when they're he so these guys surround him as they're chasing Kevin Anderson. These, these bodyguards surround them and they have to get in this fight scene and Connery is winded and he's like beaten and these guys start closing in. What's he gonna do? They got snipes they got you know they got snipes they're holding snipes they're closing in on the elder connery and connery grabs that plastic bag out of his pasta takes a huge whiff like popeye and spinach springs back to life it just starts laying fools out yes they don't get to kevin Con- uh, anderson in time what happens to him uh he is unfortunately thrown into a vat of concrete to his it's, theoretical death it is a very cute death <laughs> he screams and they they look over a railing. He's in this huge, I don't know, it's not a vat, but a huge area of concrete that they're pouring. And his cute little face is poking out. And Snipe's like, should we save him? And and um, Connor's like, no, it's too late. It's quick drying as he sinks into the concrete. I guess he got knocked out somehow on the way down. Oh, he may have died from the impact, although that doesn't make sense. Doesn't see, it looks like it looks like he just a wash in like gray pudding. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or gray oatmeal. It's one of my favorite Robert Frost. And he just sinks very cutely. I thought it'd be great if he sort of woke up right stuff. at the end. Like, this is comforting, like a mother's embrace. <laughs> yeah, he and his little cute face is just surrounded by that stuff. It's, it just looks... You have a picture on the Instagram. It's just... Yeah. I mean, you want to pinch his damn cheeks before he... Uh, drowns in concrete you know i thought it was a little much to watch him trying to slap cuffs on a giant block of concrete afterwards <laughs> and uh connery lays it out he's like look the investigation is basically over it doesn't matter where this guy goes no one's gonna care it's all a cover-up and was the same says do we have time left i'm gonna try to uh sleep with tia Carrera, who is your secret girlfriend girlfriend do we have you think it's his wife? No, I think it's just his. He's her ward, basically. I don't think it's his or she's his oh, ward. I, no, I think they imply that they're together. I don't think Hollywood would ever have an older man with a younger woman like that. I, that's what's so strange. It's like she's she basically he drive Snipes drives her back to Con- Connery's place and he realizes it's Connery's place. He's like, oh shit, you live here and you were the girl that was there that day that I didn't see and and she's like, yeah, uh huh. You're picking it up very slowly, but yes. And so he's like, you're off limits. And she's like, pretty much. And then she leaves the door open for him. And he, the last thing is him looking like, I might, should I, might I sleep go, with this woman? I might, go, I might go in there and start wet humping. And Connor is playing golf. He's about to cheat on his uh, new partner. See, I don't think, I think, I think she's, I think he's her custodian. I don't think she's his lover. What are you talking about? They did not imply that at all. They implied that they're together. Her, his ward? Why would she, why would she be a ward of, of Connery's and what are you talking about she has a job but she works at a lab she's crushing it Connery's the one that like isn't getting paid he's like on leave her ward what do you mean it's his you're, ward you're really messed up about it huh I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it just like Ray Wise was I don't think she's uh his lover I mean why would they be living together consenting adults I mean Connery does look like a grandpa that's creepy if it is and then he's making the decision, should I, she wants me to come up there, even though she's with Connery. I think that's what's happening. I guess we'd have to read the book, which would be impossible. <laughs> she's Hawaiian. Good. I'm going to zoom in real quick. Snipes and 
a career. I have genuine chemistry in this. So, I would say it. Okay. A, a lovely movie, a lot of fun, uh, and mm. there's some credits at the end. Yeah, you got some names? I found a few. Not a lot. Pick some names out of the credits that we're going to highlight. I assume you saw ML. I did not. You didn't see Michael Leopard? How did you not see Michael Leopard? I was too busy seeing JT in here. Jessica Tuck walking up in this. Everlasting. <laughs> Jessica Tuck worked the... on this. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you see, did you see? Did you see the camera assistant's name? JC initials? JC in here? Jesus Christ himself? Worked on Rising Sun? No. Coincidentally, John Connor. Oh, John Connor was working on the film that John Connor was in, huh? Yeah. Heard he died while making this. <laughs> like Jesus. What did you okay, what's your next? Get killed by a Terminator. See, it was a joke that was funny. I got BB in here. I don't have it. Bobby Bass? You miss Bobby Bass? I did. I miss Bob. I did see PB though. Peter Bunch in here. <laughs> Love Peter Bunch. Could be the best name in the credits. No, it ain't. Probably my favorite relative in there. H.W. Yeah, Hugh Waddell. Hugh, Hugh Waddell in here. Nice seeing, nice seeing him get a little recognition. Did you see BJ? I mean, in the movie, it was implied. <laughs> I don't know if they get a shot of it. I didn't see BJ, no. Ben- oh, I did see BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Benton Jew in this. I did see Benton Jew. I saw LC. I don't have that one. Lisa Chino. I, I saw SL. Uh, Sue Love. Sue Love. That's Sue what, Love in here. That's that's what that's what uh, hates lawyer is gonna do. I saw VDR. VDR. No. Which they so close to VCR. You know, I mean, close, but Vicky D Rock. Oh, that's cool. I mean, she missed her calling. She should have been in a band for sure. You know, famous Scientologist. Bruce R. Hobart in here as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bruce R. Hobart, the famous Scientologist. Pretty good. Uh, author of Dino Redics. It's just not talked about. His as wife much. had a miscavige. I, I heard about that, yeah. Anyway, yeah. And then the lab the laboratory laboratory robots got called out in the credits. I was happy to see it. Really? It's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So look, that buzzing sound ain't the robots freaking chiming down for the night that's a no. tattoo gun burning out she getting put on your body i'm gonna get the just wesley snipes with those little cute little bubbles over his face you know and kind of on the phone but trying to like tell his daughter to stop i don't know how you capture that in the tattoo at one point it looked like he was trying to bite the bubbles but i don't think he was i think he was telling her to stop so i would just get a bubbled over wesley snipes face in here and then in one of the bubbles maybe have the dead girl you know, the good the good witch from the wizard of oz just oh, as a little easter egg you know doesn't she kind of come in a, a bubble she does all right what about you uh so yeah i mean the the yakuza has they're known for having the, like full chest and arm tattoos right yes like yeah. a, more uh-huh. than a sleeve we're talking about the entire sports coat right mm-hmm. i think that's what they call it i'm gonna get that in yakuza style except instead mm-hmm. of it's, it's gonna be just the wild kratz you know, just little Japanese spin on it. Just all the wild crats on my body. <laughs> I didn't expect that reference tonight. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Why are you even knowing what that is? Look, movie's over. Yeah. Credits have rolled. But lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. A little extra stuff. Sure. What you got? Post-credits. It's nighttime. And there's nary a, 
a sound being made at this currently being built skyscraper and the camera pans over this the concrete block that has been now hardened and you it gets closer and closer and you see a little plastic straw <laughs> poking out and you just hear a little tink 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 old kevin anderson still alive in there and is chipping his way out and then you see, like it, it and it holds on this is a scene that goes on this is the one of the longest post-credit sequences real time 15 minutes later you just see that little bit of that hair come out of the top his hair escaping the hardened concrete i think you say you end. see a fly go down the straw hole uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he's still alive oh Love that's it. great by you i mean the film ends with that door crack being left open for wesley theoretically yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and the and the camera kind of lets the audience decide if he went in or not. He's the back door man. Yeah, I'm so, not kidding. So Connery shows up. It's nighttime. Golf's mm-hmm. over. He's he goes and he knows the door crack is cracked a little bit. He's like, uh-huh. well, that's interesting, and um, goes in and Wesley Snipes is mid sixty nine. So what? I don't. Okay, mid sixty nine. Like in the middle of it. Yeah. Sure. Oh, mid in the middle and of Connery. Okay. Very surprised to see him doing that with the fish head cutter. <laughs> Never made it upstairs, Justin. Down in the blue room with the fish and the sexy guy blowing each other in in the penis and ass. And he and he says that he looks at Snipes and he goes, "I am very, very a corto." <laughs> That's interesting. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, look, you've been given the budget to have your own sequel to Rising Sun. How are you going to take yeah, that hard-earned? You, you, you're familiar with the movie Cool World, right? Of course. How could I not be? Brad Pitt. Who was in, the, who was in that movie? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? And he, is he dropped in the middle of like a bunch of animation, right? Sure. Well, think Cool World, but it's live-action Sean Connery dropped into anime. Okay. And there's where, there's the sequel. It's his character and just walking around anime, just, just loving it just oohing and aahing because he's so transfixed by Japanese culture. What do you think? I love it. Was that a tentacle? It's a different <laughs> anime. It's like cool. It's, and it's called Like Cool World. That's the name <laughs> of it. Okay. <laughs> Mine is uh, our Wesley Snipes has uh, uh, you know he has a win. He has a win here. He got a win out of this. So he decides to go rogue. He quits the police department. Decides Go travel. Joins the X-Men. Travels the globe, failing at crimes all over the place. Call it World Wide Web. And he's he's out there, and he is just going to different places and failing at being a cop like he did in this movie. And then, of course, Connery, he'll, he'll summon Connery, and he'll show up and say weird shit about the culture wherever uh-huh. he's at. It gets uh-huh. the, the nerds figure it out and solve everything for him, just like in this. So they just fail across the, the world, and then the nerds figure it out and solve it for him. World Wide Web. And he's, does he take credit? What did you say? It's called World Wide Web. That's all that matters. <laughs> With two Bs. <laughs> his, his, yeah. yeah. No, I think he only has one. I think they only use one in his name. Because it's short for Webster. No, look, mm-hmm. you've been given the income to have your own business associated with. Sure. Yeah. Rising Sun. Hey, taking that escrow and shoving it in. Well, I like the body sushi idea. You know, like the idea you could go to a restaurant and then eat, you know, food off of humans. But I, well, I limit it to sushi. You know what I'm saying? I, my restaurant would cater to all, all tastes. Slap a couple burgers on a body, pour some fries on there. Popcorn shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Chicken chicken tenders. Chalupa. I don't know. Just we'll have a an incredible menu. A Euro plate. 
or euro plate right you know things like that so i that's what i would do i do like a big old all you can eat body sushi place that has you know different you're nodding your head like this is a great idea i have wrote the same exact thing did you really except the, you all the food is super hot it's all very hot food <laughs> And you could tell the good, the, the long-term employees because they look like Jen Michael Vincent. My uh, restaurant's family-friendly, so everybody's wearing jeans. And mine. Mine is a forensic nudity. It's called food bodies. <laughs> did you say nudity? <laughs> I did. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Rising Sun. What shape does your performance take? Hope we don't have the same one again. I'm the character that proves one of the things that you know that Sean Connery says to be true. He turns the snipes at one point and he says the Japanese find big arm movements threatening, and I'm just shaking my head like, and I'm like a Japanese person, like a my characters, the character I'm making up for this. I'm obviously not Japanese, but the character I'm making up for this. I don't. I, I do. I have to be in the movie because I can't be Japanese if that's the case. You can be Japanese in the case. What's the rule? Because Tia Carrere is Hawaiian. She's playing a Japanese person. And so then. I just like sitting there cool smoking a cigarette like this idiot, you know, what the fuck? What a racist, you know, mm -hmm. why do you say this stuff? And then Connery does a hand motion like he's like, you know, point something out and I scream and jump out the window <laughs> into concrete. It's true, huh? It does work. The mm -hmm. hand movements. I guess. Meanwhile, karate yeah. is just a bunch of fast hand movements. And then just to make it clear, Connor goes, why did that American male jump out the window? <laughs> Was it because I motioned huge? <laughs> huge All right, what up. about you? I'm Japan. <laughs> You're Japan. I'm okay. Japan, and I'm pissed off that they couldn't bother to film one scene in me. You know, this oh, film is—they they took half of my actors. It feels like. Mm -hmm. They took all this culture from me. They didn't bring, but they didn't—you know—they didn't infuse any cash into my ecosystem. They steal the language, the culture, the food, all that shit. Couldn't slide into me for just a minute. So I'm, okay, I'm bowed so up. Right. Japan's bowed up, strutting around, pissed. Are you, what, I mean, are you going to get your revenge? Or is this a, man, a country on a mission now? No, because I'm attached to the sea and immobile, unfortunately. Like the guy's wife, poor woman. <laughs> or um, Tina Carrera's hand. If she, what, did, what did she have? Like, what was her deformity? Like, what, they never say it, right? Like, she just has a non-working hand. Yeah, it's just bent and weird. All right, look, you have to incorporate something from Rising Sun into your life, a, a mantra, a, a ritual, a practice what you gonna do that's a good question so uh, mine's easy i play a lot of golf mm -hmm. and i'm i'm about you know about a 17 18 handicap i'm not great but i get by i play i typically play with people who are better than me so from now on i'm gonna lose i'm gonna pretend like i lost on purpose oh yeah because that's what connery does yeah. yeah i'm just gonna pretend like yeah uh, you had a good time you won cool and then i kind of give him a look that says i let you win but in a really kind of nuanced and cool way and then i could feel mm -hmm. better about myself as i pack my losing gear into the car i'm going to incorporate sadness into my life just being despondent at different moments of the day because there's not a jellyfish like robot in my life you know what i'm saying i'm just going to look out every once what's wrong justin i did work at a place once and i won't name it because i did hate the place but in the parking garage they had a robot that would monitor the parking area and every once in a while it would just kind of roll past you and it was like this tube looking i don't know how to describe it it was like a little just like a little you know robot with a monitor on it and it would just roll up and down the parking deck and i'd see it in the morning and when i left it always made me happy to see it you know it would say it'd have like you know like say i can't remember what it would say it wouldn't it would greet you sometimes For the most part it would just talk about parking i think is this from when you worked at home and were self-employed 
<laughs> I like the I like this place's robot. I do not like them. And look, last but not least, you've been floating on the sun all these many years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from Rising Sun to your island. What you bring in? There's so much to pick from here. I feel like I can't really decide. It's hard. It's real tough. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you got your sights on one of the robots, though. I know. I thought about just taking the jellyfish robot and seeing if it, the, my luck, I'd take it and I'd go, oh, you know, release it to the sea and it would fizzle, fizzle pop to death. Or it would you start know? like really running roughshod over the other jellyfish. That's a good question. What would I take here? Can I take a GIF? Of course. I think I will. I, I have a little GIF that's just re, repeatedly replaying her. Um, oh, oh. Her murder? It doesn't happen in this film, right? Her murder? Her murder does, yeah. Is that what you're getting? Um, like a loop of her murder? No. Oh, okay. That's where no. you're going. Sorry. There's a there's a quick shot of uh, when they introduced this robot lab, I believe. This quick shot of a monitor of these different fingers, fingers that are very like, circling into like a tube. Yeah. And they're showing it to you like, look at this cool like CGI, whatever it is, this cool graphics. It's just, I don't know how to describe it, but like these fingers that are kind of like side I think by it's side. A, I think that's an outtake from Fear. The 90th William L. Peterson reference in this <laughs> sort of mentioned in this episode. Uh, yeah, I would take that and then slowly just watch it and go insane, I guess. It's sort of mesmerizing in a way. It is. It is. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I'm taking Tia Carrera's destroyed hand. Of course. Of course. Does it come with her gigantic mouse that she's punching with it it's more it's not a mouse because it's just punching yeah i guess it's a mouse but no i just want that I'm gonna, and i'm gonna treat it kind of like the monkey's paw you know i'll walk up to a flying fish as it's in midair and say i sense bad pretend yeah hold that mm-hmm. you will be stowed with bad luck blah 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 talk to it like it was a fucking vader's helmet move around the island yes. with that thing you know maybe have it on a keychain like those dudes that have those long lanyard keychains hanging out of their pockets those assholes that you know with the long ass keychain things come out of their pocket mm-hmm. i'll have that but it'll have her de- decaying balled up hand hanging from it it'll be like my r2d2 i'll have it with me wherever i go and she had her hand attached in the film like you're actually ah, taking a just one so first like and she's alive at the end i i've never heard you actually just take a part of it usually take bodies from i'm the just film. taking that hand she don't need it she ain't using it it's mine she is using it that's she, not true she is she, using she, it. everything that it does she could do with just the stump i mean there's nothing that that hand's bringing to the table at one point she does have a she's holding a mini disc in that hand i'd have to disagree i i'll, I'll watch the movie again though you don't need to tell me i'll, I'll watch it again for it there's no way she's holding a mini disc in that rumpled up stilt. There's no way. Plus the stranger. That's another reason I'm taking it. stars align one more time allow us to see this thing through it's the darkest now so much to carry afraid to speak afraid to move seeing red the water falls no longer Not a trick of life, we did this too With our own reluctance to 
be the adult in the room What's worse than a stalemate Consequence When talks are broken down Is it too much to ask To feel hope again To feel hope again And all the baggage it Feel old again